Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. So who's really to blame for the Bucks' blowout loss to the Saints? And what happened to Todd Bowles' defense? Why did Byron Leftwich abandon the run so soon? And did the addition of Antonio Brown hurt or help? It's time to eat some W's. We're talking Bucks football with Tom Jones, my former radio partner, longtime communist of the Tampa Bay Times, now with the Pointer Institute here on this edition of Sports Day Tampa Bay. I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times, along with producer Steve Versnick. And you know who's got the best party platters for your catering needs in Tampa Bay? Well, that's easy. It's Mr. Empanada. What the heck is an empanada? Well, you take your favorite foods, you place them inside a pocket of homemade dough that is cooked perfectly until it's golden brown and piping hot. I'll tell you, their empanadas are for a fresh twist on an old favorites. They've got uh, all kinds of delicious menu items you can order made from scratch, including soup, salads, and Cuban sandwiches. You can order them online at MrEmpanada.com, or you can call any of their seven convenient locations in Tampa Bay where Latin food, quality, and service meet. It's Mr. Empanada. All right, Tom Jones, join us now from the Pointer Institute of Media Studies. And, uh, Tommy, I don't know if you spent, oh, I don't know, five minutes watching the (laughs) Sunday night football game before you realized this is a god-awful football game. But it was supposed to be, you know, maybe a classic, maybe an instant classic. I mean, you know, for the division lead, Tom Brady against Drew Brees, rematch of week one, Bucks are so much better. As somebody wrote in the Tampa Bay Times, maybe the best team in the NFC. <laughs> so what happened? You, you've been around. You've seen games like this. Have you ever seen anything quite like that? So I spent all week at Pointer basically not sleeping sleeping like two hours a night watching the longest election in the history oh, of God. mankind have they counted and the votes yet they were yeah there's i mean we're still waiting on errors steve kornacki is on the big board still waiting to tell me who won arizona john king oh my right, god both of them wearing their fingers out and so i finally sunday night i'm like okay you know what i i think i can take I a this. deep breath <laughs> yeah. everything's done for the day i'm gonna sit down on it. i'm gonna watch some good football and you're right, five minutes. It's like five minutes. It felt like, I'm like, this is it. I worked all week for this. Mm-hmm. You know what, Rick? <clears throat> let, me put it, let me put it this way, and, and I want to get your, more of your reaction. I know you've talked and written a lot about it already. No, that's right. I mean, on one hand, I feel like, okay, it wasn't good. <laughs> no. <laughs> there was nothing good about that. But I don't think it was like the – it wasn't as bad as – I don't think it's going to have the long-lasting effects that we think it's going to have. I mean, these games happen. I'm the, I'm the last – Bucks apologist in the world, you know that. But oh, yeah. I'm not gonna get I'm not gonna get carried away with this game. I'm a little concerned if I'm a Bucks fan that they seem to you know, they played two really dog games this year besides the Chicago game and both were against New Orleans. We kind of dismissed the first one because it was the opener. But this one, ugh, I don't know what the excuse is for this one. At the same time, these games happen. I mean, we saw the other day the Steelers struggling against Dallas. I mean, sometimes you throw a clunker in there. Rick, you covered the Super Bowl team. I don't know. Was it the Super Bowl team that got its rear ends kicked in by the Raiders? Actually, yeah, it was actually 99. It was Tony's okay. team. Um, but, yeah, because John Gruden was actually coaching the Raiders. And they went out there with, uh, you know, an epic defense that eventually won the Super Bowl. But they were really good. And I think I – don't, I don't know the exact score, but I think they got beat by like 34. I mean, yeah. it was they, – they got – you know, run up on them, uh, I don't know, 250 yards rushing. I think they gave up that day. Gruden just kept pounding the rock, and, yeah, it was bad. And and the game, they do happen. I'll tell you, they don't happen to good teams very often. I mean, I can remember after the Bucks won the Super Bowl, we were in uh, Philadelphia because uh, they had to open the link. They closed the vet, and then they made them open the link. They're like the last Super Bowl team to not host their first game, which John still talks about. <laughs> I'll tell you what, man, I don't understand that we we're going to go back to Philadelphia. How does that happen? So they go back up there. They open the link, uh, and we're sitting around on that Sunday because it's a Monday night game, right, with John Madden and Al Michaels. Do you believe in miracles? And so uh, we're watching, and, and the Patriots are at Buffalo. And the Patriots are good. You know what right. I mean? Like, they're the Patriots. It's 2003. 
they got beat by not a good Buffalo team. I could, I, I should look up and, and see who the quarterback and everybody was for Buffalo. Not a good team. They got beat 31 to nothing. I'm telling you, they got shellacked. And I'm sitting here watching this game and going, holy cow, look at this. I've never seen a Patriots team get handled like this. Like Buffalo, maybe Buffalo's really good. Maybe the Patriots are bad, you know? Right. Maybe this is the end. Like it just barely began. They proceeded to lose one more game that year and won the Super Bowl. <laughs> and were, they were, yeah, they were four, they were uh, 14 and two and didn't lose again. I lost one more time and then went 14 and two and went on to win the Super Bowl. So it, it happens. It doesn't happen often. It usually doesn't happen in the middle of a season. Um, but there's some things that I saw the other night that I, there should be some real red flags about this football team. And I want to get your opinion on this, too. You know when you have a new toy and you want to figure out how to use it and you spend an awful lot of time playing with it, you know, and then your friends come over? Like, yep. I think having Antonio Brown and all that comes with Antonio Brown, including the Zoom calls and having to tell Mike Evans and the guys that we have a new receiver – and the game planning and Brady wanting it to work. Now, I can't give you empirical evidence that that's why they lost the game. But, you know, Tom, the the, the, the fabric and the, and, and the chemistry of a locker room is, is a very – it can be a delicate balance, you know. It's like your pool. You don't have, an, you don't have enough chlorine, man, it's going to turn green, you know. And everybody says the right things, and yet coaches are spending time trying to get this guy involved. We're now going to be a four wide receiver team. I don't know. I mean, could it could it be that, that you know there's guys getting left out? You know, Tom has his new friends, and or he's bringing back his old friends, and his new friends are feeling like, well, maybe maybe he didn't like me as much. I would feel a little bit that way. Now, look, I think Mike Evans and Chris Godwin are professionals, and I think they want to totally. win. And if and they if do. Anthony and uh, Antonio Brown's going to help them win football games, they're I think all they're all for it. For it. Mm-hmm. But they didn't win the other night. And so mm-hmm. now that now there's that extra weight going forward. Now, okay, what about the next game? Now, Mike Evans always, you know, he has a tough time against New Orleans typically. <clears throat> and although they, you know, Tom missed him a bunch of times, yes. and, and there, it's not even funny. Like there's early in a game, I think it was the second quarter, he throws a an out route to to Miller, who he also didn't throw the ball to, and he actually throws it out of bounds. He's out of bounds when he catches it. Mike Evans is running a streak down the middle of the field, and and the safety was either blitzing or got sucked up on play. Something happened. There is no one within 25 yards of this guy. I mean, I could have completed that ball for a touchdown. I, I'm not exaggerating. I can't throw it very far. And Tom Brady just kind of predetermined, you know, in his pre-snap read or whatever, this is who was going out to the sideline to Miller. And, you know, they've missed Mike Evans a lot. And in some, in, in like this game, he wasn't even targeted till the second half. It's already 31 to nothing or whatever, somewhere like that. So they're not doing a good job, and I know he's been beat up and stuff. There's there's some issues on this team, and, and a lot of it right now seems to be a little bit of play calling, you know? Oh, I thought, I, yeah, I didn't, I didn't care for the play calling at all the other night. I mean, they ran the ball, what, four times, if you don't count four the Four times. Count and, the and, kneel and, down? Count the kneel down would be five. Here's the thing, and, and I know what Bruce is saying because we asked him about this, and we said, you know, he goes, well, you're down 21 to nothing. I mean, you know, we tried to go hurry up a little bit there and try to create some tempo. and blah, 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 blah. Yeah, you were down 17 to the Chargers. You were down 10 to, this, to the Green Bay Packers, and they're really good. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't remember just saying, and one of those runs, by the way, was in the first possession of the game. They, they went three and out four straight times. So that doesn't give you a lot of plays to begin with. But – one of those runs was on second down. First down, crazy play. It was incomplete. He gets hit. Tristan Worse is one-on-one, gets driven into him. Second down is a seven-yard run. Okay, they're only going to carry it three more times for the game. That's crazy. Right? Like if I just said, hey, hey, Tom, I got a little prop bet here. I bet they only give it to that guy. I bet they only run the ball three more times. Like, wait, what? Well, yeah, they're going to fall behind. Well, how far behind would you have to be? <laughs> three more times. <laughs> like They might yeah. run it three times in the next series. This team had three straight games where Ronald Jones went for 100 yards. And they played pretty good, except for the Bears game, which they should have won. But you know what I mean? Like, they started to have a little bit of an identity. Run the ball, play action, be physical, guys wide open. Offensive line was blocking like crazy. Tom had all kinds of time. 
now I just wonder, like, well, we got we got Godwin, and we got Evans, and we got Miller, and now we got Brown and Gronk. Well, hell, let's throw the ball. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, absolutely. I know what you mean. And you got Tom Brady, who's what and Brown's living with him, right? <laughs> well, yeah. There's some debate about that. Um, okay. He he did no. He did live. I don't know if he's living with him right now. That he did live with him last week, and presumably he's going to get his own place. I think. But there's plenty of rooms over there. I mean, it was like 16 rooms. No, over but there. I mean, if the guy's living with you, you feel uh, you know Monday through Saturday, you feel like a little bit of an obligation to throw him the ball a couple times on Sunday. Well, he's going to get the ball. I mean, it's not like anybody that don't give him the ball. But my point is, is that like you're now a spread them out four wide four receiver team. I mean, sometimes you know they were going sort of two three tight ends. And, and look, Ali Marpet was out. Donovan Smith hasn't blocked anybody in New Orleans. Unless it was on Bourbon Street and I didn't see it, I haven't. He he just doesn't. He just can't play against those guys for whatever reason. And and so the the Saints are smart. They were running games. They were doing stuff on that left side. They couldn't protect Tom, but he looked he looked more like forty three than Breeze looked forty one the other day. No, for sure. The thing that would concern me about this game, and again, I'm I'm not one to usually overreact to these games because when it's that bad. Yeah. When you look at a team and it's that bad. It can't bad, you're be like, that bad. Or right, that good, exactly. Right? Yeah. It just snowballed on you. You fell behind. You wanted to catch up. You Some maybe panicked man. a little Last bit. Time a snowball like that. <laughs> but I think what I, you know, so I, that's where I don't like go crazy about a loss like that. What would bother me, though, was who it is against, Rick. I mean, if it had mm. been a game like. Just a, just some random game. Like, I'll, I'll use the example. I watched a lot of the Steelers game yeah. on Sunday. And Dallas rose up and almost beat him. Yeah, and that's like one of those games like, okay, that's just something got – something got, the tide shifted, something goofy happened. Because clearly the Steelers are way better than five points better. And you had special teams plays and miss and a blocked field goal and interceptions and all kind of goofy – like, well – all kind of goofy stuff happens. I don't think Ben threw an interception, actually, but like a long kickoff return, stuff like that. So you could almost dismiss, like, okay, that was just crazy. That was just a crazy game that happens. Mm. This game, however, this is New Orleans. This is your rival. This is a mm. team that everybody looked at. Like, this is these are the guys you're going to have to beat mm-hmm. if you want to get back to Tampa for the Super Bowl. And now I think I saw something like, and I'm you got to be careful with these numbers, but there was something like if the Bucks had won, or going into that game, they had like a 75% chance of winning the division. Now it's down to like 28% or something like that. Yeah. Basically, you could probably forget about being that number one seed with the bye. And, and they and would have had, had to go- you know, they would have been the number one seed in the NFC. I know the season's not over. You know, if the playoffs started today, well, it yeah, doesn't. Right, right. But had they won last night because, uh, or Sunday night, because the uh, Seattle Seahawks got beat and, um, you know some other uh, some other teams, uh, they would have they would have been the number one seed, you know, in the NFC. So that's what concerns me that you played the one team that you re- I mean you already played Green Bay, you beat them, and this was the one team that you kind of circled it on the schedule and say, okay, this is the big game, and they came out super. That's what would concern me. You came out flat against a game that you shouldn't have come out. Flat Mattered against. most, right, Tom? This was the most important game the Bucks had played since. 2008. Mm. In fact, that same year was the last time they hosted Sunday Night Football. You know how I know? Because David Price, because I was there. (laughs) You you wrote about it the other day, I saw. Right, because David, yeah, right. And because David Price, you know, came in relief for the Rays that night. Yep. And sent them to the American League, sent them to the World Series as the AL AL champs. But think about how long that's been. Oh, yeah. David Price was a rookie. He had come Evan up Longoria, that month. Yeah, Evan Longoria was a rookie, right? He was a rookie. Those guys' careers are, mm, if not over, close to it. And that's the last time the Bucks played an important game. I mean, a really important game. Right. This time, this late in the year. Well, now that's we'll see one. how well, we'll see what the lasting effect of that game will be. I mean, it, it will, if they come out next week and it's and they move on, you know, they they had that clunker game against Chicago. They, they weren't too back. good against the Giants, brother. No, that's true. That's, that's true. true in a row, right? Right. But after the Chicago game, like they came back. Yeah, they got, they got really they, well. They no penalties, Green right? Yeah. They beat Green, Green Bay. Bay. Yeah. Look great. Um, and really bounce back. Now we'll see. We'll, we'll go for here's the other thing, Rick. And again, I, I'm not the apologist. I'm not making excuses. 
I don't. Who think are you? Can, Wait, well, can I just I back know, up? What? Like, who are you? For five years, I got up every it's morning. My quarterback, three forty-five. My quarterback. It's my quarterback. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. What's happening, Terrell? Oh, by the way, I, speaking of quarterbacks, okay, yeah. well, we'll hold off. We'll, we'll make a detour in a second. Here. Yeah. Let, uh, well, no, we can go. We can take a turn down that street. You gonna eat W's? You gonna you gonna eat W's now? Oh no, we're not gonna. I, let's just wait a minute because I got I got a whole thing on that. <laughs> okay, that's what I was saying. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, let's no, not okay, go down but, that street but, yet. But here's the thing. I'm gonna cruise by that street for now. Here, here's what I'm saying about uh, Tom Brady and about that. There's we're still what nine games into this experiment or this new. Wait a I minute. Mean, do we think it was going to go? It's not like an experiment every, if you've signed the 43 year old six times. I get Super Bowl. it, but it's, we can't. It's a right now deal. I get it, but here's the thing, and it's worked out for the most part, but you're going to have these games that go south on you. But you it's can't still... have that many games that go south on you. <laughs> well, it can't happen, in, certainly in, in January. But... No, it can't happen. You're not going to get it. To... But Listen, it wasn't going to be smooth. This wasn't going to got... be Tom Brady with the Patriots. There are going oh, to be he games made it like to this. six. But wait a minute. He made it to 6-2. and two. I thought the, the bumpy part was over. You know when the pilot comes on and says, yeah. Just fasten your seatbelts. We're going to have a little bit of bumps, and it should be over. And then the the plane settles down, and you go, but, oh, okay. okay but you and the little the light comes on, and you hear that tone, boom, and you go, you, oh, good. Okay, to use and that. And all of a sudden, the... we just dropped two thousand feet. Right. That's not supposed to happen. It. Yeah, you put your seatbelt on. Everybody <laughs> sit on for or, sit on for a minute, and or then we'll get, and we'll be back they, fine again. Or they tell you to assume the, the position and put your <laughs> put your head between your legs. That yeah, could happen too. Yeah, exactly. How do we know? I don't think it's. I don't think the other night was the end of the world. It wasn't a good sign. It wasn't good, but I don't think it was the end of the world. I'm not going to write them off just yet. And here's the thing, Rick. I mean, I, I know New Orleans is the if team. If they don't beat. have a, if, listen, if they make it as a wild card, and they, not that going on the road is all that you know challenging when there's no fans in the stands, but it's actually more challenging that there's no fans in the stands. But if if they have to take the long route, you know, Tom Brady's never done that, right? Like never. Has uh, it's he, hard. It's hard. Most most quarterbacks don't do that. Mo- right. Most teams don't have to do that. Right. When he goes to the Super Bowl, he hosts the championship game. Period. Right. Who? But who's the next best team? Okay. If you if we agree now that New Orleans is the best team in the NFC, and I think we would have to at this point. Yeah. Who's the next best team? And then let's take and the best sure. out of it. Yeah, I'm not like, sure. I, I'm not. I, like, I, I, I would have said a week ago. I would have said Seattle. Their defense is horrible. Their defense is horrible. And Russell. Yeah, they and, gave up 44. And whatever. I look. I like Russell Wilson a lot. But you, if you oh, put yeah, him in games where team. he has to win by himself. It's a whole team. He makes mistakes when yeah. he has to win because he's trying to do too much. He's trying to carry. He has to carry that team. He and can't he, tackle. That's well, his problem. He, well, that's it. But I mean, he tries to keep him <laughs> in games, and he's throwing three interceptions a game now. Yeah, he is now because now. and and bad interceptions because he realizes that if he if he doesn't score, it's they're going to lose. Mm-hmm. So and then okay, then you got Green Bay who can get hot at any time, but and they're bouncing eh. back a little bit. I mean, you know, they had the loss to to the Bucks, and then they've. They've kind of righted, righted the ship a little bit. They still yeah, got they Mr. Swag. Bad I mean, Rodgers, they got, you know, Jake from State Farm. They got, I mean, by the way, <laughs> that guy does not miss Arm Day. Have we had, have we had this discussion? No, Jake, Jake from, from State, State Farm? Farm. I was watching it the other day. I was watching it with my son. I go, hey, that Jake from Allstate Jeez. is jacked. It's State Farm. Don't get that wrong. But, yeah. Well, State Farm, yeah. Jake, he is. Yeah, man. He is. You know the story behind that guy? No. Who is he? So. He's a, he's actually an agent, or he's actually a State Farm agent. I, I swear to you, they had like a contest where people could they were doing this commercial, and you could submit like you know pictures and whatever. Like I want to, you know, I'm gonna be the spokesman. Yeah, he's legit. He's not an actor. Well, he is now. They should do like a uh, sitcom with him and Flo from Progressive and <laughs> that who's Motar better? guy or whatever. Who's <laughs> better? Yeah, who's better, Flo or Jake from State Farm? And then you got Dennis ha- Hasbert for uh, Allstate. Oh yeah, the guy that's uh, he, that mayhem, right? Oh, yeah. mayhem. Well, He's mayhem, but the uh, the guy who played uh, President oh, on oh. Twenty Four initially in that. You're in good hands with the All State guy. Yeah, the All State guy, the guy who's the oh who the guy that walks in the restaurant and everybody says that's the yeah. that's the that's the, he was didn't he play the he played the guy in Major League? Uh, yeah, Serrano, Pedro Serrano. Serrano. Yeah, yeah, Pedro Serrano. Oh, I didn't know he played. Yeah, Serrano. yeah. Go back. I didn't. That's wow. one of those guys. Like, really? That was him? Yeah, that was. I him. didn't know that. Yeah. I'd watch that show, put them all in one house, living together, sort of an eight is enough type of thing. Yeah, I'm all in. <laughs> That'd be great. <laughs> but okay, but okay. So after Green, so you got Green Bay, you got Seattle, Seattle, uh, Green Bay, San Francisco. Uh, how about the Rams? Done. How about the Rams? The Rams they're, aren't done, right? The, no, they're not done. But I don't. I I no? go hot and cold on them. I don't know. Eh. 
Jared Goff. I'd be more scared of like a team like Minnesota. I'd be more scared of them catching them. They're coming. They're catching fire a little bit. Yeah, with Dalvin and they can Cook. run the football. Yeah, with Dalvin Cook and Cousins. They got they got a long way to go though. Right. So but, how about Chicago? No, they're done. Forget. They're, you know what? Chicago needs to think about going back to Mitch Trubisky. Yeah, because Nick Foles can't ago. do it. He can't yeah. play. Yeah, they can't score. No. So that's what I'm saying. Like when you look around, yeah. So you're saying the NFC is 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 just all in the South. It's just it's just New Orleans or Tampa, and that's who's going to win it. I think so. And I mean, really? I mean, I would never count out Seattle because of Russ, but I I do think, and I, I like Aaron Rodgers. To, he, I'd be afraid to play him, but I'm just saying there's not there's not like. A, it's not like not the AFC where I'm scared to death of like three teams only, in the AFC. There's only one team in the AFC. You know Pittsburgh's no good, right? No, they're not. Kansas that's, City's the only team. That's 8-0. I don't know how they got there, but Ben's not even good. He, he's better than I thought he was going to be, and he's and he still can play. And that but defense he's not can, Ben, right? No, nah, he's not Ben from like five years ago, but he's not bad. Right. He's not bad. He's okay. I mean, he's okay. He won that game yesterday for him. Pretty much won that game. It was, it was, yeah. that was a typical Steeler game, you know, Ben limping around and – you think he's got a torn ACL and he throws two touchdowns? In I just think we're going to be looking at Kansas City. But again. no, I there no I, as, as even though the Steelers are eight zero and they beat the Ravens and they beat the Titans both on the road, whatever that means these days, I there's I would not. I think if they play Kansas City, Kansas City would destroy them. You know what's think, shocking to me is the Raiders beat Kansas City. I know. In well, see, okay, City. there you go. That's my point. Th- those games happen. Like, I can't well, explain it. You don't know why. No, but I can explain that one. The Kansas City got bored. They're so good. I'm telling you. Like, Pat Mahomes. Hey, Pat. Hey, yeah, hey yeah. over here. Like, I, he's just so good that he just tries stuff. I'm going to throw this one underhand. <laughs> Watch this behind the back. I'm throw like, it between my what legs. is this? Are we in the park all of a sudden? Like, wh- this is a no-look pass. Huh? That's right. What are you doing? Just go out, run around, I'll throw we, it. I spent a career watching Trent Dilfer and... You know, uh, God bless them. You know, Craig Erickson and, and Chris Jeff Sims, Garcia. And Jeff Garcia, and Brian Greasy, and um, you know Mike Glennon, and and uh, I don't know, just uh, you know the McCown boys, and you know Byron Leftwich, and I can go on and on. This dude gets out here and starts throwing it between his legs and completing <laughs> balls. What are we doing? How good is he? He's, he's he gets good. bored. He he's gets good. He's so the only way they lose is because else. he gets disinterested. But I mean, okay, okay, I see your point, and you're right about that. But again, I, I'll go back to there are some games that you just can't explain. You look at the schedule and say, "How did that happen?" No, it's the NFL. Listen, Tom, you've done this long enough. You 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 went on on the road trips with me. I think it was you. Yep. Um, and and um, we know that like they're the best players in the world. There's not there really isn't that much difference between teams. To be honest with you, right? Usually it's the quarterback. Or maybe one great player that has a great day, but it truly is the even any given Sunday. It is. Not it's not college football. You're not going to yeah. see. You're not going to see Alabama play somebody and get no. beat thirty-eight to not three or whatever. No, it's not Steam and Willie Beeman either. But it's it's close. You know what I mean? Like you can you can pretty much anyone can. I just remember Gruden. Like there's a lot of Grudenisms that he left with me that he shared. You know that I still remember. Like, let's go to Hooters, man. You want to meet over at Hooters? <laughs> hey, man. I'll tell you what, man. You want chicken wing? Big beer? My man. He gets excited. He gets kind of, hey, man. Yeah, kind of like that. But um, one of the By the way, is, every conversation I had with John Gruden the last five years that I was at the newspaper was, hey, man, when are we getting that beer? I'm like, and you, anytime, you kidding, John, me? I'm around every night. <laughs> yeah, you never call me. <laughs> never call me. All right, man, I, I'll get I'll get back to you. Never heard. I told me. you about the one when we went to we went to Hooters, you know, because that's where you meet John Gruden. When John was in town doing the Monday Night Football game, or no, he was getting inducted into the Ring of Honor, right? And that was when he was like using the Bucks for leverage to get the job with the Raiders. <laughs> so we showed up Wait, at what? Uh, yeah, yeah. Believe it or not, shocking. I know. So he um he were, we went to the Hooters because they had like a, you know got to have a night at Hooters with the. Uh, Monday night crew. And uh, so we walked in there. Hey, man, how you doing? Good to see you, Rick. What's up? You know, and there was thousands of people in there. Everybody from, you know, it was like a This Is Your Life, if you remember that old show. So yeah, yeah. we're talking, and um, he goes, hey, man, you still do that radio show, right, with that guy? Who's that guy? Uh, <laughs> uh, I go, Tom Jones. Yeah, you, yeah, you do still do that radio show? I go, well... <laughs> 
Absolutely. Part of the fired football coaches of America, <laughs> John. Right. I'm on the fired, fired Rick. You're the FFCA. I'm the FRCA. So, you know, we got that in common. And he goes, you got to be kidding me, man. He goes, I'll tell you what, man. He goes, how about you and me and Tom? We get a radio show together. I, how about that? I go, any day. In fact, I already have that show. I just do your part. Yeah. So... <laughs> So. Yeah, we do. You don't know it, John, but we do a show with yeah, me, we, you, Tom, Chris Berman. Yeah, but uh, yeah. So, but yeah, he was he was trying to like sell me on a race. So you don't have to sell me too hard. Just let's, do it at Hooters, man. We'll be yeah, chicken wings just, at six thirty in the now. morning. Right. It would be great. But one of the but things, anyway. The, so what did he tell you? Yeah, great. Philo- the, 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 one of the the tenants that he left me with was this. He says, "I'll tell you what, man." You're not ready to play in this league. You're going to get your block knocked off. I don't care who it is you're playing. And I just remember that, and it's true. Any team, any given, you show up and just think that you're going to win and you just kind of like, you know, before you know it, you're in a dogfight and it's too late. It's too late. There is also something with this team that I don't get. And I'm wondering about this because, you know, here's the, here's the quarterback who's been on the biggest stage, not once, not twice, nine times and won six times, right? Came back from 28-3 to three in Atlanta, for God's sakes, right? And the biggest stage. That was the problem last night. They waited till 38 to get there. I know. They should have given up. A, yeah, exactly. A field goal, you know. If they had kicked the field goal early and it was 28-3, to three, then it's, no it's on. But, you know, so I, I'm guessing that him and Gronk and maybe Brown and those, they, they kind of, they're used to this, right? What is it about these guys on primetime? Like, they're a totally different. like, are you scared? Are you scared? Like, the bright lights come on, and they're not the same guys. And they played that 4 o'clock game, which the whole nation got, you know, with uh, with the big, with, uh, what was it, Aikman and Buck against right. Green Bay. And, and they, they, and they played, Bay, that's yeah, the greatest home, game they yeah. played all year, right? right? They got down early, but they came back and just rolled them. But as far as, like, Sunday night, Monday night, Monday night, mm-hmm. awful. They've been one and two, but they've been awful. Yeah, nah, I don't. Well, is I don't, there something look, to the, it? The, the other team was ready. There's no doubt about that. Oh, and maybe God, they got ready. sick of listening all week to how they were going to get run over by the Bucks. Maybe. And I, you were you were at the game. Mm-hmm. I was watching a game on television, and they do the pregame and everything. And they had yeah. like, however many guys they got on that broadcast pregame seven guys, six guys, whatever. All they of them all picked, picked the Bucks. Yeah. And they made it sound like, well, it could go either way. No, I'm like, nope, Tampa Bay. Pretty Tampa much Bay everyone, Saints. ESPN, Fox, and NFL Network, it was Bucks sweep. Yep. And I think the Saints, you know, not that that's. They don't uh, sit I'm, there. I'm, they, I'm I mean, real careful I mean, with this. Maybe is, you know, yeah, like, oh, they're going to try stuff. harder, what you weren't already trying, you know. But I do think there was something. They, they did come in with a chip on their shoulder. They certainly came in ready to play. And well, they'd already beaten wasn't. them once, and I'm sure they felt like you know everybody was favorite. I mean, there could be something to that, and they could have, or maybe, and I'm just spitballing. They're better. Well, they are better. They might. And be and, and here's the thing. Well, they are. Sean Payton has been doing this for a minute with Drew Brees. Now he's got this Taysom Hill cat. Have you seen mm-hmm. this guy? Oh my gosh, <sighs> that guy! Talk about being jacked. Ooh, that guy. Yeah, he's a rolling. All right, let's get to their other quarterback real quick. All right, I'll do it. <laughs> I'm watching. I let hope, me set I it up. I hope he's I'm not watching. listening. He might be a subscriber, but okay. So let me let me set it up for you, and then I'll let you go. But in case you weren't watching, I'm watching a game last night, post game. Michelle Tafoya interviewing Drew Brees, and uh, and what's his name, Cam Jordan comes up, and sort of you know mugging for the camera behind him, and then here comes Jameis, eating a W, eating a W, Rick. Which Stroud. for those of you who don't know, back in the day when he played for the Tampa Bay Bucks in a pregame hype with his team, he went weird and, and started saying, I need you a W. I need y'all ever had the apple about soup? I need you a W. And then he, and he put would take his, his fingers three fingers in the motion a of a W and started licking them. Or and by the way, them. they got killed that day. I think. They got killed and it became Tom, here's the thing. As you know, it became a meme for everything that was wrong about Jameis Winston. This was not a popular this was not like Ah, oh, isn't that nice? I love it when I see that image. No, this was like he was lambasted for that. It was embar- right? It was embarrassing. It was, it emba- was and it's awesome. and it's pop. In fact, other teams used to make fun of him for doing it. There was another quarterback that beat them that did it one day. Right. Just to just to just to point it out. So this was not even a good thing. Like this was as this was as bad at defining, and it was a low point of his career because 
they got rocked, I think, in that game. And it might have been it might have been the game where he got knocked out of the game, was on the sideline, and then Mike Evans came over and tried to, you know, he was he was like fighting with Marshawn Lattimore. I don't know. Evans got suspended for a game. It might everything the wheels might have come off that day. But regardless, maybe I'm mixing them up. It was not a good thing. So okay, so he does the E to W thing. Okay. Did you see the locker room afterwards? Well, I so saw the there. dancing. Yeah. yeah, the dance. And then he ate another W. So he's he's eating W's and it's all over the internet. It's all over social media. How, what say you, Tom Jones? Well, here's the thing I'll say about that. Okay, you want to stick it to your old team a little bit. They, they're the ones that gave up on you. They brought in a 43-year-old quarterback. I have no problem with them going, ah, all right. Here's where I do have a problem. You had nothing to do with it, man. You what, had nothing to do with that game. twelve yard completion didn't change the outcome. You don't think? <laughs> no, not at all. Like the first pass, by the way, he's thrown all year. You go in and you pat. You want to come up for the camera? Ah, this is my. This is the man right here, Drew Brees, and pat him. Hall of Famer right here. Here's the goat. This is the goat. You want to do all that? That's right. full. Don't eat the W like you had anything to do with it. That's my take. Ah, uh, okay. What about you? Yeah. Um. I don't want to be, you know, I don't want to sound like I'm a, you know, not trying to bash the guy or, you know, I covered him for five years. I got along fine with Jameis for, for what I did. I don't know him that well. I've seen him in some social situations, whatever. Okay. I know I'm, I'm, he's, I'm not a big, I'm, he's not a big fan of mine. Let's put it that way. But regardless, it's, it's okay. It's what this jobs we do, whatever. I, I will say this. I've covered a lot of players, a lot of players. Warren Sapps, a lot of guys, right? Good guys, mostly good guys, whatever. And I think Jameis has some great qualities, and he's done a lot, you know, socially in the community and, you know, these entertainment rooms, all that stuff. And I went to a lot of those. Here's the thing. I think in some ways he's the most self-unaware player that I have ever covered. Like, doesn't even see the irony or the I mean you you remember the school thing which was seems like a small thing now but it was you know at the time the things were going on for him off off the field it's just wherever he is in a cab <laughs> Uber drive I mean he's just he just does stuff that just doesn't make sense to me like if he'd have thought about it you know but I don't think he has any regrets look I think it showed one thing there's a lot of bitterness there, man. There's well, a I lot bl- I, I don't of bitterness. blame him for that. Why? I don't blame him. Whoa, like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Why? Why? Five years? You had five they years? They gave him every chance, but that's the way That's the way athletes are made. That's just the way that... I mean, Well, you can Tom want to beat Brady, your former team, but... Tom Brady geez. is still pissed at every team in the league for passing him up in the draft. Like, let it yeah, go, Yeah, they man. all it's find their 20, chip. I get it. They all have years. shoulder chips. Yeah, you, you want to carry that shoulder chip. That's fine. And I think that's what it was. I mean, he's still bitter, and I think he still thinks he could play. And I also, and I don't know this for a fact. Well, then go know, play. You know, there were thirty teams that needed quarterbacks, and and you found one that paid you a million dollars. I think he thinks that deal. he got blamed for everything here, and it wasn't all. And he doesn't feel like it was all his fault. And it might not have been. But why would you know? I don't know. The thirty interceptions, buddy, with one hundred and twelve points <laughs> off turnovers, there's a hell of a lot of fault right there. I got look. I'm not look. I'm they the last guy in the world stick it up for Jameis Winston. Trust I'll me. say this again. Who are you? You're right. And he's what's he's happened unaware. to you? He has who me? Yeah. <laughs> he's just not. I agree with what you said a minute ago about him. He is completely self unaware. He doesn't. And I and I'm not talking about the serious stuff now. You know. Well, we could, but I mean, I'm just uh, like even yeah, even I mean, that like that might be a different problem. But like even no, then, that's, like yeah, I'm not. Would you ever that. put yourself in a position where something would happen again? No, I'm not including that into this. Right. But I'm including it in like sort of the crab legs thing, or standing up on campus and saying what he said that time. Yeah, like, that yeah, sort yeah. of thing, you know, or just some of his post game, or eating a, like. Eating or how a about how about this? I'm the best that ever played. Check your sheet. Right. Yeah. Right. Stuff like that. He just doesn't realize how it comes off sometimes. Right, and or maybe didn't care. But I mean, I get the bit. I get the bitterness. Like I don't blame him for that. I don't think he's right, but I certainly understand where he's coming from. So you were okay with him eating the W after the game? No, because he didn't have anything to do with it. Now, if he'd come out and played and won the game, then I'd have His less team of a problem. Won. I mean, he was happy. About, and he had yeah, nothing yeah. to do with it, though. You know, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Like that's where I had the issue. Is but it was certainly. Look, it was it was entertaining. <laughs> like I immediately went to Twitter, and everybody was like, "Oh my!" Like gosh. not just like local people, 
Like people oh across the, I, like I follow a lot of like people who cover the media. Not it's, you know, because you know what the word viral means. You know what viral means, right? There were people that like covered who write about politics. That's all they write about, and yeah. they're like, "Jameis just went there. Jameis just ate a W." Like every everybody immediately like, "Oh, what he did? What that mm-hmm. was all?" And it, so I actually kind of liked. How did it go over with Bucks fans? Did you hear from? Oh, uh, you, you know what's you know surprising about that, and I'll hear from them when they listen to this podcast. Is that in addition to being one of the more self unaware guys, he, he is also one of the most polarizing players I've ever covered. Everybody has an opinion. You love them, you hate them. Do like, they still love? Are there still people around? Oh, Tom? you hear more than I do. Are oh, they, are, are there? Still- oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And some of them are Florida State fans, and that's fine. But th- there's 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 a part of Buck Nation. I don't want to say they root against Brady, but they root for Winston. You know, right. and they thought that he got a raw deal. And and there is this narrative out there that like Bruce Arians lied to him. He would signed somewhere else. Mm, I don't know. No, yeah. that's not the case. Because you know, if somebody had come in there and given him a good opportunity and more than a million dollars, you know, even if he calls like the New Orleans Saints, you know, what the Harvard or quarterback schools, whatever he called it, um, he'd have gone there. He'd have gone if somebody had given him a chance to start, right? Because he had no chance to start at New Orleans, and. In fact, there's a quarterback ahead of him, Taysom Hill, who we just talked about, and he's signed for next year, and Jameis is not. So that's my thing. It's kind of like, yeah, you know, did did they really lie to him? Because my under, my reporting of the issue at the time, and I'm convinced this is correct because I know who told me, um, is that they were going after Brady hard from the get-go. From, and, folks, if you think that Tom Brady and you know the Bucks just called his agents on on March 14th or whatever it was and say, "Hey, you think Tom would be interested?" Oh yeah, yeah, no, I think he would. If you think that's how it works in America, I got news for you. So this 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 whole pursuit, I think, you know, began um, at least at the end of the season, if not probably before, but at least at the end, and it was going to be it was going to be Brady. Or Teddy Bridgewater was number two. Mm-hmm. And was Jameis out of the picture? No. But he was a distant third. You know, in other words, they were getting... And here's the thing about Teddy. If you go back to the day that they had the signing day, um, Bridgewater waits until he hears that the Brady deal is... Because Brady was talking to the Chargers, he had a few other teams. When, when, when it was clear that Brady was going to Tampa, then Bridgewater signed with Carolina. Because right. he, he had that deal, was that offer was out there waiting for him. So I think Bridgewater would have preferred one. Where would you rather play a, a brand new program in Carolina or one with Mike Evans and Chris Godwin and everybody here? Sure. No, so you know, so this 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 I there's this narrative out there that the Bucks strung him out and they you know they left him with no options and they promised him he would come back. Mm. If you're a free agent and you get to free agency, that's not a promise. Right. You and know? here's yeah, I mean, I have less I think if you can play, people will find a way to get you in there and play. No doubt. You know, I mean this is this isn't Little League. This isn't Pop Warner where like everybody gets to play and we'll give participation right. trophies at the end. Like if you're I mean If you're good, if you you're can, playing. Yeah, if you're good, you're playing. Right. And they'll find a spot for you. But see so. here's the thing, like, okay, so nowadays you don't have that many years. Right, so Jamie's came in. He was like twenty-one, I think, and he's this is like his sixth year, right? Fifth or sixth year, sixth year. So he's not thirty yet. But guess what? All the good quarter, the, a lot of good young quarter. How about Tua Tungavaloa? How about Kyler Murray? How about and coming out of college? We well, we got Joe. We got we got the Tiger King, Joe Burrow, Cincinnati. Yeah, Joe it looks fine. And yeah. then we got and then how about the guys coming out? Yeah, Trevor right? Lawrence. Yeah, Trevor Lawrence. Justin uh, Field. Justin Field. Like, there's going to be new guys every year. And, like, Jameis's age, right, if you're not a starter at this point, what are you? How long are you going to be in the league? Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's a whole new evolution of quarterbacks about to hit the league. And they're not all going to – and they're not – you know, they used to look for the guy that's 6'4 in the pocket, throws throws it through a wall. Now, I think these little guys have proven they can play. Oh yeah, Kyler Murray can play. Yeah, Russ Wilson can play. Yeah, I think it's different. I don't think you know. 
move around a little bit. Don't run to get, you know, get to get hurt like RG3, but like slide. And so it's going to, I don't know how many more, you know, and look, he, you know, he may, Breeze could get hurt and he could take him to a Super Bowl and be right here in Tampa Bay. We saw Dilfer do it, you know. <laughs> I mean, really, I mean, who thought that would happen? But it's possible. So, so where do, you, do the Bucks get out? I mean, wh- what happens to the Bucks? What are they? Are they a playoff team? They're a playoff team, right? Yeah, they're a playoff team. I, I do. I want to throw this out. This is something that Colin Coward said. I don't know if you saw Colin Coward's remarks. Um, He's a big Bucks guy. Yes. He, he worked here for a long time. Yeah. He said, uh, and this is, let me just read a little bit what he said. He says, I watched two football teams. This was, he said this yesterday. I watched two football teams last night, Saints and Tampa. One made it clear that they wanted that, made, one made it clear that they wanted to do, and one was making crap up. You can blame Brady or the defense, but what was that from Tampa? The first five drives went three and out. Their protection was bad. They didn't try to establish the running game. It was a series of low percentage throws. Did they spend all week babysitting Antonio Brown? Okay, and here's the part that I want to throw at you, Rick. This was a coaching mismatch. I don't know what Tampa was doing, and that's on the head coach. I still don't think they can run the football enough. I don't think they use Leonard Fournette enough. I don't see any adjustments from Tampa. My knock is on Bruce Arians is that he's fun, he's funny, but his teams play way too loose. They're a little inconsistent. I don't know exactly what I'm getting. And the great coaches will have one. Um, we'll have one on in 30 minutes. Uh, I always felt like I knew what Jimmy Johnson, what he was trying to do. I knew what Chuck Noll, what he was trying to do, Bill Belichick. For three and a half hours, I had no idea what Tampa was doing. And this is the inconsistency of Bruce Arians makes me worry about that team. Um, well, look, Bruce Arians, you know, got to head coaching pretty late in his career in the NFL anyway. He's been in football 40 years. You know, he's a Bear Bryant disciple, all of that. Um. He's won the coach of the year twice in his career. Not many people have done that. And he's 68 years old, and he trusts his guys. And he wasn't going to coach unless he got his guys. And his guys are his coaching staff. And those guys include Todd Bowles, who's pretty damn good. You know, I think most people would say, yeah, you know what? If I need a defensive coordinator, he's up the top of my list. Okay? Did not have a good plan on, on Sunday night. Did not. I, I, I still can't tell you, and I wrote about this. You spent the entire year, right, playing press man coverage, blitzing all the time, shutting down the run and going after quarterbacks, and you get a guy like Drew Brees whose average throw, you know, is about six yards in the air this year, and you're now going to rush four and drop into a zone coverage so that he can just hit windows all day and not be pressured and not have to make pinpoint throws to man coverage? Like, who dream? Like, where did this come from? Like, that's not even who you are, right? I don't even, like, I, and they did, like, they had a blitz early on in that game. Jamel Dean comes clean off the edge, and Drew pump fakes him like he's taking a three-point shot. And, and Dean jumps straight up in the air. He could have ran through this guy and put him in the goal post. Um, and he completes the ball to the tight end, and they keep driving, right? And then they blow a coverage, absolutely blow one in zone, and, and the, the, the guy ran by himself to the end zone. Drew almost overthrew him, almost threw him out of the back of the end yeah, zone. Yeah, almost threw him out of the end zone, yeah. Yeah, and I'm thinking, and they didn't change. Tom, they didn't They didn't adjust. Right. I mean, he completed 11 of his first 10, 13 throws, and I'm, I think it was to 11 different guys. So – the Saints offense has evolved over years and years and years with Peyton, with Sean. And they, I don't, whatever that game plan was, it better be in the trash by, you know, yes, last they night. They were just because, setting them up for the playoff game, I think. But Maybe, maybe. <laughs> but here's the thing about Arians. I, and I get what Colin Coward's saying. And that, that's sort of the easy way out of, oh, this is the reputation of Sean Bruce Arians. Sean Peyton's had. better coach than Well, well you know, no, no, reputation. that Bruce Arians is, you know, loose. You know, he plays. Well, he is loose. But here's no doubt he's loose. Win, Nobody lose, was win, saying lose, that baby. stuff at 5 o'clock yesterday. No. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like, every, no. at 5 o'clock yesterday, or on Sunday. At 5 o'clock on Sunday, everybody was, hey. This well, understand team. this. Understand this. Colin, and I'm not going to make Paul, he can speak for himself, but, like, Colin has been on the Bucks. Since Brady arrived, he said that these guys are going to Super Bowl. You don't understand how good this defense is. He da, loves da, 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 the da, defense, da. yeah. So when things well, – he loves Brady too now. Sure. So when things went wrong, it couldn't be Brady's fault. Right. 
that's just true. my analysis. yeah that's true it, it, find it, it, and, and find listen. somebody that loves you as much as Carl Coward loves Russell oh my Wilson. god oh really? my gosh oh I'm telling which you. is fine because I like Russ Wilson too but but here's the thing you know there's plenty of blame to go around and, and and Bruce has to wear it and he does and you know what there is something to it there really is because you know he decided okay when he went to come back to coaching because he was out of there at, at Arizona for for health reasons. Tried the broadcasting thing, ended up traveling more than when he was coach. So he comes back to coaching, but he tells the Glazers, I'm not calling plays. And they're like, wait, what? You heard me. It's my offense, but I got my own coordinator. It's Byron Leftwich. He's going he's gonna to do the scripts. I'm not staying till midnight at the building every night. You know? Right. I'm going home about 830. I'll be in the meetings. I'll, you know, we see the game the same way. He knows how to prepare a quarterback, how to do, how to do scripts. Play sheets, first 15 play, all that. So he's not, you know, I mean, it's his offense, right? But it's like saying, you know, hey, Tom, you want to drive my car? Well, it's the same car. You might not drive it the same way I do. So I just, I think Byron Leftwich is, let me ask you this. If you you work at the Pointer Institute, right? So, and maybe this is a bad analogy, but like, who's the best political writer or broadcaster in America? Right? I don't even know who it is. Who would it be? Best political, best political. writer, talent, somebody that just knows, just knows their stuff, right? Just, I like Maggie Haberman, probably New York Maggie. Times. Ha- okay, Maggie Haberman. Okay, so you're working with Maggie Haberman, right? Mm-hmm. She comes in, and you're in charge of of Maggie Haberman. Right. You're supposed to tell her, or would it be suggest to her what her column is going to be this week mm-hmm. or how she should structure it? Mm-hmm. Now, how are you going to go about that? Cause she's got way more credentials than you ever will. And sure. she's at the top of her game. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. 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 Isn't that the position Byron left with you? Is he really, I know he wants to coach. I know he's coaching him, but is he really right? You know, can he, and so, and I don't know, like I don't know who's who is he suggesting plays? Is he I don't know how that works. Yeah, I do know this. Jesmer, is it Brady the offensive coordinator really? Well, it's gotta be I mean it's it's gotta move more towards Brady than it does towards Bruce, doesn't it? If he's yeah. the guy with the ball. You know, Bruce is coming out yesterday and said Well, Mike Evans is wide open, he's just not seeing it. Like Bruce is almost like, Yeah, you know, Tom, mm, not really doing what we want him to do. Like so he Tom's doing what Tom is comfortable doing, and there's got to be a, a kind of a melding of that. But I, I think Byron Leftwich has had two bad game plans. I'm sorry, you can't run the ball four times in a kneel down. I don't care how bad you get beat. I've seen teams get beat forty nine to nothing, and they they ran it more than four times. Right. You know, if nothing else, just to shorten the game and get the hell out of there. <laughs> I was looking you know for running mean? clocks on the United. Yeah, yeah, I mean they sure. should have. Yeah, exactly. Like, and what was he still doing in the game? Real quick by that too. He got you know, sacked one, one the, time, and I was like, "Oh my!" That happened a couple of years ago. That happened a lot. You were in Arizona, and we wrote that, and you, you like Jay, you asked yeah. uh, Tyler, like, "Look, I had worms crawling out of my ears when I asked." Because he's a quarterback, I know, but he's your he's your whole franchise. And he you're is, yeah, he's your the quarterback. snot kicked out of you. He's your team. Yeah, he's the only reason you're here. Right. Well, you don't understand because you never play. You know, it's like one of those. He's the guy, and if he's the guy, he's going to stay out there until we, you know. I don't know. To answer your question, they finally took him out the last series for the kneel down, but I don't know why he was out there. I'd have thrown up the white flag at some point, sure. way before that, but that's just me. Because I know one thing, if he gets hurt, they're not going to the Super Bowl. That's just what it, nothing against playing Gabbard. I just don't think it's going to happen. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Right. So, anyway... Interesting stuff. What do we got going on now? This is uh, we'll get into this more maybe on the, on another podcast. But like, just give me the uh, the abridged version. Like, do we have a winner? Has anybody? I know that the news media has declared them. 
This is the other thing I didn't know. I've learned now how electoral votes are actually certified and passed on to con- I, like there's a whole process here. You know it's what in the as- past week I think the entire nation has learned how the electoral college works. You've yeah, it's not a re- it's, let's be clear. It's not a real college. It's not like Harvard no. or Yale. <laughs> but it, but we you know what else we've learned? We've learned Cuz there are people looking for those applications. That's true. Yeah. But we've also learned a difference between mail-in ballots and provisional ballots. We've learned where Maricopa County is and where Allegheny County is. I knew is where Maricopa is. Where I spent Fulton a lot County. of time in Maricopa. I mean, we've become authorities on every county in Pennsylvania and Georgia and Arizona. That's true. And Michigan. Yeah. And uh and we've learned uh what Steve Kornacki and John King and mm. I mean, we've it's been yeah, it's been remarkable just to watch everything over the the past week. I thought the media did really well covering it. And uh yeah, it's all, yeah, yeah, we have we do. Yeah, we have a winner. It's well, did you I mean, did you think it was um it seemed like it took a long time, more than usual, sure. because of the mail-in ballots, right? Yep. That had to be counted. Yep. But they were really like was CNN the first one to make a call? They barely. CNN barely ABC over a couple, News. Yeah, a couple seconds later was like NBC. They all did it within moments. Although Do they Fox use News the same services? Like No, they, they no, they have their own people. They have their own people. Who who make the calls? Uh, usually, most people pay attention to AP because AP Associated Press calls yeah. for local races all over the country. But yeah, um, yeah. But no, they uh, it's it's typically they have their own people who who makes the who make the calls on it. Um, mm-hmm. And again, it's not it's not official. I mean, we'll, right? Not yet. Not until they're all certified right. and there's yeah. still states that are still counting. Sure. As yeah. we do this, they're still fine. But so this is but but, <laughs> but for you, the election is not over. It's not I'm over, assuming. but it's, I mean, it is. I mean, to be clear about it, I think there's a, we do have a winner. I know we have a winner. Joe Biden won the election. Joe Biden will be president on January 20th. What about all the, what about all these uh, yeah, malfeasance? Not, and, there's uh, so far they have I'm not saying there won't be anything to it. They're going to have recounts there. Mm-hmm. There will be, they'll look into it, but uh, there's not, there's nothing so far as we're recording this to suggest that there's any malfeasance going Widespread on. Widespread fraud no, or not even a little bit of fraud. So mm-hmm. it's uh, no uh, Joe Biden will be the president on January twenty twentieth to twenty twenty one. There's no doubt in my mind about that. And in most so people's minds. you'll be following the the media, following how this is all going to work with the transition, which there doesn't seem to be a transition. <laughs> there right doesn't now. seem to be one at the moment. Uh. But uh, no, it's I tell you, I, you know what it reminds me of, Rick. I've covered a lot of hockey playoffs. You know, where yeah. you go on these long playoff runs. That's what this felt like. Where it's yeah. just like you're exhausted Exhausting. at the end of it, but it's fun. And you know what I felt like, and you'll appreciate this, Rick. You'll know exactly what I'm talking about, and so will Steve. Is that feeling you have when you're doing morning radio? And <laughs> seriously, you know what it's like. You remember that over? Yeah. Like it's almost a weight of how tired you are because you're working so much, and it's just, and you're not sleeping at all. And yeah. it's just, and I remember, it's and somebody fog, told me. Really. I think Steve told me this. Steve, when we first doing radio. And you have to go to bed early, you know, when you do morning radio and, and have these weird hours. And you say, when Friday night comes, I'm staying up late, man, because I can't. No, you're not. And Friday night at 930, you're like barely able to keep your I was open. told what I was told about morning radio, among many lies, was that uh, <laughs> was was that oh, you're but you got alone. a two year contract. That's what, that's yeah, what well, yeah, that, you're that was one of them. <laughs> um, no, it was uh, uh, when Friday comes. You're gonna love because going to bed early and just like I don't have to get up the next day and you know I did embrace I did embrace some early Friday nights. See, I I was looking forward to staying up Friday nights because you're a you night out because I'm a night out. Right, the rest of the week you had to go to bed early. But at every Friday night would come. I'm like, oh, I'm staying up. What's on HBO? Oh, there's it's a good impossible. movie on at midnight, and it was like seriously. Nine o'clock past nine thirty. Tom, 10 nine o'clock, o'clock for yeah. me. Yeah, it was nine nine fifteen. And you'd wake up and you know at nine o'clock TV's the next on. morning. Yeah. But that's the way I felt during election week, you know, was just yeah. you know, going to bed. Zombie. At, like election night, I went to like the Tuesday, I went to bed at like 6 a.m. I texted up. you at 3 a.m. I know. You and I were texting at 3 a.m. Yeah. The hell was I doing? I don't know what you were doing, man. I think I woke up. you still up, up I know, or had you gone to Well, bed you know what? I had gone to bed about probably 12.30 or 1 because it was clear they weren't going to know who won. And, right. it, and it, was, it was actually starting to tick me off a little bit because, you know, there's all kinds of like. Well, we got a hundred thousand votes here and two hundred. You know, it was like, come on, this is not. They're not going to count these. So then, but then I woke up and I thought I read something that was wrong. Um, I'm pretty sure didn't uh, didn't want didn't Trump or one of them come out and say they had won they had won the election or no? I he yes uh, yes Trump did 
that okay. night. Yeah, late that night. So he, he Biden declared. came out and said, "Let's count all the votes," and then Trump said, "Right, right, right." So there was won. some there was some controversy, and that's when I texted you and I said, "What's going on?" Because I was like in a fog. I was like, I couldn't turn on the TV. My wife was sleeping next to me, and I just got the phone. And you're like, ah, they don't know. So, yeah, but that was the, you know, it, it, it used to be a little like Christmas Eve for me, like election night, right? Yeah. Where you stay up late, you know, you get the presents out, you wrap them, you know, you put them under the tree, whatever. Um, you're all excited. You're playing Christmas carols. Kids go to bed, whatever. You know, you're like, you know, that's that's like the thing. Watch It's a Wonderful Life, get some eggnog, whatever. But now, like, I don't think we'll ever watch an election and even presume to know who's going to win by the end of the night. Like no, I, I, yeah, I don't think. Just I think because, those days are gone. And, and here's the thing. And because of that, I think that's why there's this, there are a lot of people out there who now feel like, this thing's rigged or it's because it's unusual. So it's because mm-hmm. we've never, but look, all these vote like particularly like you take a place like Pennsylvania, like everybody voted and they voted legally. Yeah. It's just, they counted it different. Well, we could know, but like in Pennsylvania, they're not allowed to count absentee or early votes until after the polls close. Right. And that's Which because Florida, the, they, they the asked to right. do it. And the, right. and mm-hmm. the, the no. legislature or the GOP controlled legislature told them they couldn't count a vote until the voting was over. Right. And that's, that's were, why it's so late and slow. Well, it took so long. This. Right. Well, that's why Florida was done and wrapped up and everything was great. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Because Florida knows how to. And, and that's what, that was the fun part. Like Florida, we take a lot of knocks, don't we? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For how we do things. At least yeah. the, like this time we, we, we got it right. You couldn't make fun mm. of us. This got rid of the chads a long time ago. But anyway, so it's, uh, yeah, it's, there's so, it's, there's still a lot of work to be done here covering this, uh, thing, but it's, uh, I think the heavy lift is over for now. Yeah, prediction, and I'll let you go. Kevin yeah. Cash, does he win manager of the year? I think so. I think so, right? I mean, Rick and then he comes Ra- and gets like it Tony, from Blake. I said, I went Tony it? Romo there for a second. They're like, I think so, Rick. Uh, That's not bad. Oh, here we go, Jim. Here we go. <laughs> oh, Kevin Cash go. is going to take it. Tony? Tony? <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite part. Favorite part of the impersonation is that. Oh, it's not good, Jim. He's gonna he's gonna come get Blake Snell right now. But here he goes. He's gonna oh, Tony. It's <laughs> <laughs> the only Jim Nance I didn't you mean, have to I do. didn't mean to go with. Yeah, I, I, what are you asking? Yeah, I, I think he is. I think he will win the. Year. I, I do. I do. Gonna... I think. I think he will win Manager of the Year. Um, see what I want to. I want to see him come get it from Blake Snell. Well, or as, you know what? As he's going to <laughs> get Blake, it, as he's Blake going Snell to get it, Blake Snell tackles with... him, and then Rick Renteria <laughs> runs up there and grabs oh, it. Oh God. Instead. Rick Renteria. Like Chicago White Sox fired the guy. He's up for manager of the year, but you got fired. Shouldn't that disqualify you at some way, at some level? I don't understand. How could you be man? How could you be manager of the year? All of a sudden, I turn into to Jerry Seinfeld. How could you be manager of the year? Well, if, if he wins, they definitely My don't fingers. have GM of the year. That's true. <laughs> That's right. True. Okay, let me ask. You, let me ask you this before we go, Rick. If you're Kevin Cash, because you could see how this is going to play out. You mm. know how this is going to play out. Do you even want to win manager of the year at this point? Because for the next 12 hours on Twitter, you're just going to get raked over to Coles because there's no way everybody the, – the, the, I guarantee you Blake Snell's name will be trending on Twitter right after Kevin Cash's name manager of the year. You know what I mean? Well, it's funny you said that because you know how, how much I respect Mark Topkin and the job he does. And, and, and he wrote – he got the ex, kind of the first exclusive after all that happened, right, like the next day. When Kevin was just getting lambasted and like no one had talked to Kevin and Kevin talked to Mark. Right. It was an incredible story about how hard it was to sleep. And, you know, well, then he did it as an advance for him getting manager of the year. And it all came back up again. He goes, are you kidding? That's all I think about. I think about it all day. (laughs) I think about it at night. I feel bad for him. I do because I'm afraid, unlike the Lightning, okay, which was an organization. And I guess to some extent, John Cooper, you said it. When they lost four to Columbus after winning the President's uh, Trophy or whatever, um, you said, won't matter what they do. Don't care. Don't even, don't even wake me up until you get back to the playoffs. Then we can talk because nothing else matters. It's win, win a Stanley Cup, or you're toast. Right. And they did it. Now, I don't know how they did it, but they did it. Okay? Well, what are you going to say about Kevin Cash? I mean, he has to get back to the World Series and win it? And it, that's the thing. Like he, will, yes, I mean, you, I don't, so think, hard I don't do. think so. But I think people will look at it that way, and he will be defined, unfortunately, by that. His and whole I don't managerial re- experience could be, could very likely be, because he probably will never have. I mean, look, not many guys go to the World Series, right? Right. He's just, just like the Stanley Cup. And we're always going to remember this, Rick, even though that that didn't necessarily cost them. You know the why, World though? But you know they gonna, why we'll, they, they had we'll to come back it. in Game Seven still. 
Exactly. And and we'll remember it for a lot of reasons. But the, the biggest reason is it has now become the ground zero for the debate of mm-hmm. analytics right. versus, you know, non-analytics baseball. Like there's a place for them, but this is why, you know, they're bad for baseball and Kevin Cash fell prey to it and it was preordained. It's it's bigger than just he took out a pitcher, right? right? It represents the whole argument, right. you know, and he he's now sim, he's now the the symbol of, you know, why something is bad for baseball and 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 frankly, I mean, it is possible that you know baseball may look at the ships and say you can't do them. They may look at they may look at some of these things and say we we don't like it, you know, right? But no matter what, I don't know how Kevin Cash can you see him? Can he outmanage this? Can can his career outmanage that moment? I think. I mean, I think it'll always be pretty high on his Wikipedia page. Um, <laughs> First you know, line. it's gonna it's gonna be the one. It's gonna be, until they actually win, or if he wins a couple. But I yeah. mean, here's the thing, Rick. It reminds me a little bit, in some ways, of Bill Buckner. Like he, Bill mm-hmm. Buckner never outlived that. Really, I mean, he, even today. Yeah. The first thing you think about Bill Buckner, even though, look, they had a game seven that they were up in the next night, up three nothing or whatever, and back in the '86 World Series, it wasn't just Bill Buckner's fault that they lost that series, and it just wasn't Kevin Cash's fault that they lost that game six, and we don't even know if they had won game seven. I don't know so. who wrote the lead, but um, I think it was in Sports Illustrated, so it could have been one of the great baseball writers who wrote it. But it was a story after that Buckner error, um, and. and I guess they had a parade. He was right about the parade that they had for the Red Sox, even though they lost. And he's like, yeah, it's, you know, the parade route will uh, go past this and then the old North Church, and then it winds through the city and this and the other, and then it'll finish going through Bill Buckner's lakes. Jeez, oh, that's awesome. <laughs> it was, hate to tell you, it's one of the best leads I've ever read, but it was, yeah. ooh, that's particularly harsh. But it is amazing how, like, one moment in a World Series can define something, but it, it actually... And he was a terrific player. Didn't affect the outcome. For Carlton Fisk's home run in Game 6 of the 75 yeah. World Series. Everyone thinks yeah. that won the World Series. They right. lost the right. series. They did. Right. It was a great and home I, run at forced Game 7. Right. But everyone thinks that one that he won a World Series with that hit, and it didn't. I mean, they, I mean, it was a great hit, and Carlton Fisk's a great player. But it didn't win a World Series. They lost that World Series. Right. It's kind of like and, everybody and maybe thinks... the best best moment of this series was Brett Phillips, and you know, yes. that's what Tampa that Bay was fans the best moment. Remember, and it and it didn't win a World. I mean, it won a game, but it didn't win a World Series. Yeah, it was right like the that. the Miracle on Ice, right? That was not the that was not, not the gold, the gold medal, medal game. game. Yeah, you know, and it's sort of perceived that way. But I, I hope he. I, I you know, I mean, yeah, I, I think he would like to win the Manager of the Year, and oh, he deserves. Uh, I think it. He is the Manager of the Year. Yeah. Don't forget, him, yeah, he beat man. the Yankees and the Astros just yeah. to have a crack at the Dodgers. A team that was probably better than they were. For sure. And and played better than they were. They did and hit more than they did. But that, the voting was, was done after the regular season. Right, so right, So it didn't yes. include the playoffs, Rick. True, true. And he had the best record in one of the best records I, so in baseball. I still think Rick, Rick Renteria is going to win it. But You think? I, I just think that the Rays were predicted as one of the favorites in, in the AL East in the American League. Sure. The White Sox were not predicted to do what they did. I mean, they were going to be better, but they weren't going to win the the uh, the Central. They weren't going to be, you know, 35, 36, 37 wins, whatever they were. Jeez, that'd I, be disappointing, wouldn't who, it? And who's, the, who's Charlie Montoya is the other yep. candidate? Sorry, Charlie. So let me get this straight. I'm going to lose to a guy that was my bench coach and another guy that doesn't have a job? <laughs> I mean, I th- look, I think Kevin Cash deserves it, but I think Rick Renteria will win it. Wow. Well, we'll know tomorrow when we're on the podcast. We'll talk all about it. Maybe we can have Kevin Cash on and tell us how, how much he thinks about it. But, boy, what a moment. All right, Tommy, I appreciate you joining me, man. Uh, check out Tom's uh, newsletter on pointer.org. That's P-O-I-N-T-E-R. And uh, damn nice of you to come aboard, man. Always have, uh, always have a blast when I'm on here. Thanks, guys. Yeah, man. Thanks. Hey, Tom Jones is back, back, back for more to talk about the state of college football who are the best coaches in the game and what's happened to michigan and penn state is this florida's year to win the sec sure looks like it will dive into all of that and hey just remember if you're looking for the best party platters in tampa bay call our friends at mr empanada i'm telling you they have delicious menu items on top of their empanadas that are made from scratch they include soups and salads cuban sandwiches 
You can order online at mrempanada.com or you can call any of their seven convenient locations in Tampa Bay where Latin food, quality and service meet. It's Mr. Empanada. For Steve Bursnick, I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times. Have a great day, everybody. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.